Oh my goodness. If your business growth is starting to, let's say, plateau, um, it may be time to scale with corporate contracts. Um, they are a great way to take your revenue to the next level. Listen, what better way to learn how to secure corporate contracts than from a decision maker that awards 60 to 70 million annually? to businesses just like yours. We're excited to have with us in the virtual studio today, uh, one of our guests who is hanging out. Uh, she's enjoying some virtual snacks and enjoying some virtual virtual um, uh, hors d'oeuvres. And she's gonna be talking to us about the inside secrets to scale your business with corporate contracts. We have Letitia Howard joining us, AKA the Savvy Diva. We're gonna get right into it right after this quick intro. Don't you move. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why y'all so happy? And you don't know. Charvette Mitchell is on the radio. It's time to get motivated, excited, and influenced. Why? It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, live from Richmond, Virginia. And now, here to motivate, excite, and influence you, Charvette Charvette Mitchell. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, broadcasting live, live from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, but heard and seen all across the World Wide Web. Thank you so much for all those that are uh, joining us live, live. We know all of the platforms are sending out notifications saying, hey, Charvette's live. Come check her out. So we thank you for those that are going to be piling in here. Certainly, those that check us out uh, in our podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all the places, certainly Charvette.com and Blog Talk Radio. We thank you so much for listening and being here with us. So this topic today is juicy, juicy. Uh, I know you need to tag a business bestie right now because we're going to be talking about inside secrets to scale your business with corporate contracts. There's a lot of conversation about government contracts. Hey, listen, I want to set my toe on that as well. But this conversation is specific to corporate contracts. And um, we're going to give you some help on today. So uh, as a, um, a reminder, this segment in this show is brought to you by my 12-month group coaching program called the Platform Builder. You can jump over to platformbuilder.biz, not .org, not .com, platformbuilder.biz and find out all about this 12-month group coaching program. And this this is for female entrepreneurs, high achieving uh, women entrepreneurs who have a mission to do four things. Number one, to really showcase your expertise with a polished visual brand. Number two, gain more visibility with speaking opportunities. Number three, establish and put your authority into a book with a book collaboration. And number four, gain more customers with your content marketing. If that's up your alley, jump over to platformbuilder.biz. All right, we are excited to have all of those that are, are coming on in and saying uh, saying hello. Listen, we, we got to start the show off with my mom. Hey, hey, Betty Jean, <laughs> thank you for being here. Uh, we are excited. Certainly hanging out over on YouTube, my sister. I can always guarantee you at least two two listeners. My blood sister is there uh, holding it down on YouTube. Thank you so much for being here, Brenda. Thank you for being in the house and the rest of you that are here. Um, if you are new, uh, new to the show and new to this experience, 
We'd love to know where you are watching from, where are you are listening from. So definitely shout us out. Uh, we want to know where you are coming in from. Hello, hello. Those that are coming on in from my Facebook group, Coaching with Vet. We appreciate you. We're across Facebook and uh, LinkedIn and Twitter and a couple other places. So we're glad to have you. Let me introduce our guest so we can get this party started. Uh, we are excited again to have Letitia Howard, aka the Savvy Diva. She is with us. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's an entrepreneur and a mid-level manager for a Fortune 500 company. This economic equity advocate and kingdom builder is passionate about empowering our communities through financial literacy and entrepreneurship. The mission of Letitia's company, Savvy Diva Enterprises, is to advance economic opportunities in communities of color by supporting minority women-owned businesses with advocacy, education, resources, and access to capital. Her vision is to be the catalyst to close the racial wealth gap facing minority women. And listen, she's here today to chat with us. Coming up to the mic uh, live on the Charvette Mitchell radio show. Put your hands together. Clap it up. Clap it up. Uh, welcome to the show, Letitia. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Charvette. I've been looking forward to this all week. I've been like a kid waiting on Christmas. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much uh, for being here and for um, being willing to kind of talk about this topic and give us the inside scoops. And so I'd love to kind of just start off first talking about and hearing when um, did you really start having a passion around um, helping our communities, you know, economically? Well, that's a great question to start off with because um, it all goes back to, you know, growing up in a low-income family, you know, not really having resources. We know what it's like when you don't have enough to be able to make those ends meet. You still got about half a mile between this end and that end, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so growing up in an improv impoverished environment like that, I saw firsthand what lack does mm -hmm. to a family. Um, and it creates so many other problems. So it starts with finances and it spills over into so many different other areas. And I really felt uh, very passionate about, number one, not wanting my family to have to go through that as I you know, grew up and had children, got married and all of that. Um, so I, I decided I'm going to figure out this money game. I'm going to figure out how to make it, how to keep it, how to grow it and have yes. enough to be able to pass it down to my children so they wouldn't be in a situation where they were trying to get it out the mud, you know? So that's yeah. kind of where my, my passion grew from. And um, I had a, went to school for finance and just, I'm just very uh, intimately involved with all things finances, whether it's credit, whether it's having access to capital, um, whether it's investing, um, my husband and I are real estate investors as well. So we're trying to create a solid foundation for us to be able to have some generational wealth to pass down. All right. Amazing. Amazing. And so this racial wealth gap, some people, um, that term may be, they might not know what that means. And so talk a little bit about what we're the challenge that we're actually facing with this wealth gap. That's um, another good question. So a lot of people hear this term, but don't really fully understand 
like what's behind it. So mm-hmm. when we talk about the racial wealth gap, what we're saying is that Black women in particular, I'll use us as the example here, we are at a uh, 90% disadvantage as it relates mm-hmm. to wealth. If you take a white male and compare the average white male's wealth to the average Black female's wealth, we're at a 90% disadvantage. So mm-hmm. we're already you know, miles behind these these folks when they get out into the the workforce and start building businesses and all of that so that gap is compounded by us making less money on the job not if you make less money you have less of an opportunity to access capital right because all that's based upon income if you don't make enough money you get into a situation to where your debt starts to overcome your income so now you've got credit challenges it's it's it permeates throughout all the areas of our lives. Um, you if you have bad credit, you can't get a house, right? Right. Most people build wealth through real estate, and for us as business owners, we start off at a disadvantage because we don't have number one an inheritance that allows us to be able to get out there and leverage family funds versus our uh, our personal credit cards and savings. Right. right? Uh, we don't have venture capitalists knocking on our door saying, here's money. I see your potential. All of those things compound to create this wealth gap. And so what we should be doing is asking, it, it's it's a huge problem, right? It's an institutional yeah. problem. We all can't fix that. But what we can do is acknowledge that it's there and that that disadvantage is not fair. And we yeah. should be doing things to be able to help to bridge that gap. And so that that has created so many opportunities for folks like myself to get out there and start challenging the status quo and saying, there's an opportunity for us to do more than what we're doing. We need to start addressing this gap. Yes. And um, one of the ways that the racial gap can start to be closed is if African-American women of color make more money, Uh, if we make more money and entrepreneurship is definitely one of those vehicles. And so today's topic, if you're just tuning in, hey, welcome to the Charvette Mitchell radio show. Let us know where you're watching from. Um, We're going to be talking about the inside secrets to scale your business with corporate contracts. So what kind of corporate contracts are out there? And maybe is it a good place to kind of define like what a corporate contract is? Yes. I I think that a lot of people, it's one of those things we don't talk about. Um, We hear a lot about government contracts, right? Government grants, all of this um, federal and state money that's out there. But did you know that corporations they're spending trillions of dollars every year. They're spending trillions of dollars on goods and services that they need to run their business. So those opportunities, they're available to us as entrepreneurs, just as they are to Walmart and any other corporation that's out there trying to do business in the open marketplace. So uh, what we should be asking is, Mm -hmm. what is it that I have to offer that a corporation needs. So even if you're you're not selling products, corporations need services too. They need oh. pro- they need project managers. 
They need consultants. It, think about, you know, what we're talking about right now, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah. A lot of corporations struggle with that. If you have expertise in that area, they're looking for help. They're, they're trying to figure it out. And so there's opportunity there. Um, if you are a, uh, if you sell products, think about what you have that there's a market for it somewhere. So let's, let's think of a, an example. Let's say that you sell candles. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you there is a company somewhere that needs your candles. It could be a, a hotel. Like they uh -huh. want to have that ambiance, right? So yeah. they want to have the, the smell. They want an experience when customers walk into their hotel. They want to differentiate themselves. They want to set themselves apart. So having candles might create that ambiance that they're looking for in their hotel. I don't know. There's there's opportunity everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. Think outside the box. And, and let's just clarify, because listeners, I hope you all are taking this in. This is not five candles. Like this is when we talk about a corporate contract uh, and someone, you as someone who actually is sitting on the other side of the desk, um, awarding, which means giving contracts to businesses for 60 to 70 million annually um, in your role. What type of numbers are we talking about? What type of potential are we talking about? Oh man. So, I mean, you, you just mentioned the scope of what I do. Um, and I'm just one buyer within the company, right? So there are many other business units that are looking to procure services. So we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars that is available that could be potential within one company. Um, so in terms of the scale of what you might be able to benefit from a contract like that, I mean, mm -hmm. it can be 50,000, it can be 500,000, it could be 5 million. Um, it really just depends on the scope of what it is that you are providing. So um, I would say, number one, know your value, right? Yeah. Know the value that you bring uh, to that corporation and align your um, your proposal accordingly. And so skill sets, what type of skill sets? So you mentioned project management. Um, what about those that are trainers or can, you know, stay, is that a, a gap that they have a need for? Absolutely. So um, I think about opportunities, uh, most companies that, you know, do field work, right? So they've got mm -hmm. employees that are out doing dangerous work in some cases. Let's just use the um, um, Department of Transportation hires contractors to do work for DOT, right? Okay. That's dangerous work. They probably need somebody to train on safety, right? Mm -hmm. So that could be an opportunity if you have that expertise. Um, it just all depends. If you're really good at customer service, that is your jam, right? Uh -huh. A lot of companies need to have someone that has an objective, unbiased view to come in and assess how well are we really serving our customers and help us to come up with strategies to improve if we're not meeting our customers' expectations? So there's all kinds of ways to be able to leverage training opportunities when the, within these corporations. All right. All right. So let's let's talk about 
give us the dirt. Give us the dirt. And with that, you know, keep protect the innocent. But what are the mistakes that you see small businesses? And shout out to all of those that are watching and listening in. Um, sh- tell us what are some of the mistakes that you see small businesses who are going after or proposing to work with a corporation? Oh man, where do I start? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the first one is not doing your research, right? Mm. So if you approach me about what you have to offer and you haven't even looked at our website, Mm. you haven't talked to anyone within the company, you haven't, you know, tried to, um, understand it, especially if someone takes the time to issue an RFP and what that stands for is request for proposal. And basically mm-hmm. what an RFP is, is if I want to um, contract for, I need someone to come in and provide customer service training. Right? Okay. And um, I decide that I want to put out this proposal for people to bid on it. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking for multiple companies to look at that RFP and provide a proposal to me that says, here's what I can offer. And here's the cost that it would um, that it would cost you to be able to offer this, provide this service to your company. So when we provide an RFP, it is a lot of work. So if I've taken the time to really create a very detailed RFP and issue that and like these RFPs can be 30 to 40 pages. If I yes. put that much effort into issuing the RFP, I expect for you to put forth some effort to read it uh-huh. <laughs> and to respond with a bid that aligns to what we're looking for. You would not believe how many times I've seen bid responses where you can tell they literally just copied and pasted from some other proposal that they might have submitted um, or just took that previous proposal and did a, you know, a find and remove the previous company name and inserted our company name. They did not take the time to really give a thoughtful bid. Mm. And in those situations, that lets me know that you, number one, haven't done your research and you don't value our time as much as you value your own. So that's a bad way. That's your first impression with the company. Got it. So that's one of the big mistakes. Um, The other one I will mention is um, thinking that it's about you. You know, as much Mm. as we love to support small and and, uh, diverse businesses, um, it's still about getting the work done. There's still a job that has to be done. So we love to be able to write those checks to you. But if you're if if it's not a mutually beneficial relationship, you're taking more than you're giving, then again, that's that's probably not the way you want to start off that relationship. And then the, the last one I'll leave you with. Well, actually, I'm gonna give you two more because oh yes, give us a listen, listen, more and more. <laughs> Somebody type more. Somebody type more. <laughs> um overpromising and underdelivering. So here's what that looks like. Um, let's just say, you know, you make it to the table. You're giving us your pitch on what you can do. And we ask, well, can you do X, Y, and Z? And it's really not your area of expertise, but you want the business, right? Uh So although you really don't do that, you say, yes, we can do that. Uh And I ask the next question I generally ask is, 
Okay. So tell me about a company where you've provided that. What has that experience been like for you? And you can't give me an example. Mm. I know that you don't do that. And yeah. you're saying yes, because you want the business. And so now you've created this situation. If I wasn't savvy enough to really understand that, I might go ahead and hire you. And now you have promised me something you can't deliver. So mm. I would rather you be honest and say, you know, that is a, um, a um, I understand why you need that. That is not my lane, but I'm really good at X, Y, and Z. But I'll tell you what I will do. I do have other uh, companies that I can partner with that can fill that gap. So now you've come together with another company and you might have an opportunity now to you, you'll have to, you know, split the cost of the, the, the services that you're, you're getting paid right. for. But 50% of something is better than 0% of nothing. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Or better than 100% of nothing. Um, right. It, it, and you want to think about that. Think about that. And um, I love that, you know, this corporate contract space, what I say, it's not emotional money. So you no. you have been given a pile of money. Just let we'll just do use this for an example. You've been given a pile of money. It's not money coming out of Letitia's pocket. It's right. it's X amount of dollars you're spending. Of course, you're making the, the best decisions for the company. But what's cool is like it's not an emotional exchange. It's here's mm -hmm. what we need. What do you provide? And yeah. um, so sometimes I think as entrepreneurs and me, maybe even solopreneurs, we are almost in that space of like, you know, always, you know, we're on social media, we're offering our services. And sometimes that feels emotional because we're direct with the customer. But corporate money is not emotional, right? I'm glad you said that because yeah. that was going to lead me to my last point on this. And it is um, how you respond when you uh, don't get the contract matter. Mm. And so um, what I've experienced is, you know, companies that they really felt like I deserve this opportunity. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you choose me? And um, I was very open saying that I will be glad to give you feedback, mm -hmm. but I can't do it yet. So all I can tell you now is that you were not one of the successful bidders. Um, I have to continue and move throughout the entire process before we can have that conversation. But I really want to give you feedback. And so, um, yeah, this company was very, and it was really one individual within the company that was um, very emotional about the decision mm. and um, was visibly disappointed about it and just really didn't want to take no for an answer. And so they found me at a conference. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you need security. <laughs> and asked for feedback. And I said, you know, we, we haven't concluded, concluded the process yet. Let's get some time on the calendar. I'll be glad to talk to you just about any other thing that you want to talk about. But I can't talk about this RFP process until the time is right. And, um, you know, even though I set the parameters for the conversation, we had lunch. And they still brought it up anyway.
I was like, ooh, what are you doing? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> they were buttering you up with some with some butter for real and bread. This is a good a good spot to take a quick commercial break. But um, Letitia, while they are watching, let them know how they can connect with you online. Because when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about like, okay, what does it mean to be ready for a contract? And also to shed light, like we say small businesses, this doesn't mean you need uh, 50 employees. You could be a solopreneur mm -hmm. and get a corporate contract. Is that not correct? Absolutely. All right. Hold it, hold it, hold it. We're going to come back. We're going to come back. <laughs> Tell them how to find you online and we're going to dig more into that. So you can find me on my personal Facebook page at Letitia Isbell Howard, just like my name is on the screen. And my business page is Savvy Diva Enterprises. And I also have a, an awesome community as well. So join my Facebook group if you hit me up there. Instagram, I'm at the underscore savvy underscore diva. And I'm also on LinkedIn under both my name and my company name. All right, there it is. So I'm going to let you take a quick break in the virtual studio. We're going to be bringing you right back after this quick commercial break. All right. Stay tuned. Keep it locked. Matter of fact, tag someone that you know need, that has a skill set, that has an expertise, and you know they need to hear and get in on this information. Go ahead and tag them while we go to commercial break. We'll be right back. To do. When I grow up. When I grow up. I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. I don't want to cry when paying the bills. When I grow up. I don't want to be turned down for a business loan. I don't want to borrow a lot for an education. And then not know what to do with it. When I grow up, I don't want to be paid less. Told I'm underqualified. Or overqualified. When I grow up. When I grow up. I want to know how to save for my future. Find a job I like. And start my own business. When I grow up. I want to know how to provide for my family. And invest in my community. And make a difference. When I grow up. When I grow up. When I grow up. When I grow up. I just want things to be different. At Junior Achievement, we promote economic empowerment through education, but we can't do it alone. A high-achieving woman entrepreneur who is ready to ditch being invisible and unpolished, but finally ready to shine a spotlight on your expertise and services. Good news. There's a better way to increase the visibility of your personal brand and gain more customers. Let Charvette Mitchell show you with the Platform Builder Program. The Platform Builder Program is her signature 12-month group coaching program built for female entrepreneurs and leaders who are ready to position their expertise and services with a polished visual brand, increase visibility with speaking opportunities, build authority with a published book, and convert more customers with content marketing. Not only do you walk away with all the juicy strategic nuggets in Charvette's head, but with the tangible outcomes that you can see and feel. Find out more and apply at www.platformbuilder.biz. All right. Again, this segment is brought to you by my platform builder, dot biz program. Check it out. Check it out. All right. Let's get my guests back here into the into the studio. Listen, Natalie, I see you saying I'm ready. More, more, more. Uh, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My sister Kim is like, good. This is good. Good info, Miss Howard. Good info. Good info. All right. So. Um, as we're talking about in this, uh, you know, amazing topic here about inside secrets uh, to scale your business with corporate contracts, 
can, and I started off before the break saying you could be a solopreneur, which means it could just be you. One person can win a contract, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So the, the things that you need to do to be ready are number one, um, really have a brand that speaks to being credible and being an authority in your, your area of expertise. So Ooh, you wait a minute, you preaching my language. You right on <laughs> my alley. You right in my alley. That are listen, listen, listen. You right up my alley. You right up my alley. Uh, let me, let me, and before you go forward, can we get the guest information in the chat? Yes, yes, yes. Let me also pop it up here on the screen. Um, and so the savvydiva.com um, is where you want to go. The savvydiva.com. You can also screenshot this. I'll keep this up here. If you're hanging out on sharvet.com or you are listening to the podcast, look down below in the show notes and you will see the link. Um, to be able to get to our guest information. Um, so thank you for that question. Thank you, thank you, thank you for asking. Yes, Cindy, thank you for asking. Sending in, Cindy in Richmond. All right. Um, so one one person could read and, and being ready, talking about your brand. And if they go, because are you going to look them up? Are you going to try to check Absolutely. them out? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I'm going to do is um, probably go to your website, see um, what your web presence looks like. Um, and, and really, you know, I don't expect, you know, everything to be there on your website. So th that's where I'm going to go over to LinkedIn, right? So I want to look and see what are you doing? Um, who, who are you connected? You might be connected with some people within our company. Um, what are you posting? Are you giving content to educate and inspire? And, you know, what are you doing in your space that says that you are an authority and you know what you're doing? So people don't really spend as much time on that as they do their capability statement, which is the mm. next thing that I would say you need to work on. And if you don't know what a capability statement is, it's like your business resume. And so it's going to tell all about your business, what your capabilities are, what are you, what are you good at, and, um, and who are you trying to reach through those efforts. So a capability statement is critical. Now, that's whether you're going for government or corporate contracts. So you need to have a really well put together capability statement because you're yeah, going to be yeah. using that to connect with these businesses and then network. Go where the, the decision makers are. So if I am in the hospitality industry, I may be going to a conference in that industry. Go where the, the folks that are making the, the, the decisions are. If that's your target audience, know who they are and how to get in contact with them. And a lot of times those conferences are a great way to do that. If you can spend a few more coins and be able to get a vendor space, that gives you much more visibility. And I might actually come to you. You won't have to find me. All right. You won't have to find, uh, they won't listen. You'll be found. You will be found, but, and, and you want, so your, your branding, which you all know, visual branding is one of the pillars of my trademark plat, uh, platform builder program. And so it's so incredibly important all in every kind of arena that what you put on that business resume or what you put in that response to the proposal, that what is on your social media backs up or at least matches what and doesn't contradict at least don't let it contradict so you shouldn't be you know flipping tables and all all that kind of stuff because i'm sure leticia gonna be like okay let me just let me just yeah, put on no. <laughs> 
Let me just scoot on past that right there. So as a recap, um, corporate contracts are something good. Look at banks, you know, you issue contractors, all kinds of. And so would we would it be a good idea to think, OK, locally where I live, what are some of the big corporations and then try to network that way? I definitely recommend start local. And one of the reasons why is they're probably going to want to meet you. Right. So being local makes it easier to make that happen quickly. Um, and then also, you know, they may be familiar with your brand or your your network probably intersects somewhere. Right. So they say it's six degrees of separation. I think it's more like three. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, that gives you an opportunity to connect with those people. All right. And I know you have an amazing um, webinar that you did that's available for purchase on your website that goes into more details. So talk a little bit about that as something that um, our listeners and viewers could take as a next step. Absolutely. So I really wanted to start introducing this concept of corporate contracts and sharing some of these nuggets like the ones I shared on on this broadcast. I go a lot deeper in that webinar. Um, and so I wanted to be able to bring something very affordable. I actually have that up for like 20 bucks. It's ridiculous right That's now. <laughs> But I wanted to make sure that people were able to take advantage of this knowledge. And so it's it's there. It's ready for purchase. Just go to uh, thesavvydiva.com and scroll down. You'll see it. All right. And there may be people listening, watching, viewing, saying, can can I work with you like individually? Can you like help me? I like I feel like I'm positioned and ready for some some bigger money um, and some bigger opportunities. Are you available to work with people? How does that work? I am. Just reach out to me through my website. Let's get some time on the calendar. All right. There is the offer right there, right there. And again, as a reminder of uh, viewers and listeners that might have popped in and, and missed my intro, uh, you know, our guest here, Letitia Howard, she um, is someone that awards on an annual basis between 60 to 70 million dollars in contracts to companies like yours. So this is this is the voice of experience. You, we, before we came on air, you said you talked to, uh, can you mention a little bit about what was, I won't say who, but can you mention a little bit about a conversation you had, I think earlier today? Yeah, so um, had a conversation uh, earlier this week. And, and the point that I wanna make here is that the, the corporations that you wanna do business with, they're looking for you. So the, the call that I had was um, with someone within our supply chain organization saying, hey, we've got this goal we need to hit. Are you able to spend more money with small and diverse businesses? And what we mean by diverse is minority owned, women owned and veteran owned. And um, those the, the challenge is there. They're like, mm -hmm. we need to spend more to be able to hit this goal and be able to show that we we are standing firm on our commitment. So you you want to do business with them. They're looking for you, too. Ah, so good. So good. Um, I want to honor your time. So the goal of the show is to motivate, excite and influence. And we want to know what continues to motivate you. Oh, man, the thing that gets me really excited and jumping out of bed every morning is the opportunity just to be able to make somebody's day better than it might have started. Right. So I always have this goal to leave whatever it is that I'm touching to leave it better than I found it. 
And if I can't say that I've done that, that means that I haven't accomplished my goal for the day. I haven't accomplished what I need to do within my business or within my career. And so that means my work is not done. So that that's really what excites me. I just need to be able to leave my imprint on the world. And, and that legacy stuff, it doesn't need to be some grand thing. You can leave a legacy with little small things that you do every day. So I challenge everybody to look for that one thing that you can do to either make somebody's day better than it started or to leave, um, leave, leave whatever you're touching better than you found it. So well said. Well, thank you for all of your work you are doing in this space to to move the needle and write checks uh, or help get the checks written um, because that truly moves the needle. So thank you. And we're going to keep our eye out on you and wish you much more continued success. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you. All right. Listen, are y'all, are y'all excited? Opportunities are everywhere. Possibilities are everywhere. So check out um, Charvette.com. If you're like, wait a minute, how do I contact her? What did she say? Charvette.com. If you're listening um, from our podcast, there's a link down below in the show notes, and that'll give her full bio and also links to connect with her, her uh, Facebook page, also on uh, Instagram. We've tagged on Instagram and also the link to her website is all there. Thank you so much for being here uh, with us and such an engaged um, crowd tonight. Thank you. And uh, again, we know that this information is just, you know, it's, it's chef's kiss, chef's kiss. If I was on TikTok, if I was on TikTok, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Miss Horton. She said, you look beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, everyone. Uh, thank you. All right. It is a wrap for the Charvet Mental Radio Show. We'll see you all later on the web. Bye. Live from Richmond, Virginia, you've been listening to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Catch Charvette Mitchell every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Interviewing all the stars you want to hear from. So until next week, stay motivated, excited, and influenced. This is the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show.